0: Location and a new season. Excited to get the season underway. I'm the host Steve Latart and folks, when you spent more than 20 years of your life traveling the road first as a NASCAR crew chief and now as an analyst for NBC, you are bound to meet some interesting characters along the way. The whole goal of Latart on Location is to bring you closer to some of these great personalities and a bunch of interesting locations. Now, 2020 was a challenge. It was hard to get off the grid. It was hard to find some new locations. Most of it was Zoom. But in 2021, we hope that moves forward a little bit and we get back out of the office and back to the racetrack. And our first conversation of the year is just that. It's a return guest with the defending Cup Series champion, Chase Elliott. I had a chance to sit down with Chase as he prepared to run the Rolex 24, his first ever chance at the race. Chase had a lot of great insight looking back on his championship season of 2020 and a lot to look forward to as he defends that title in 2021. Well, first, man, congratulations! I haven't seen you since. It's been crazy. There's a lot I want to ask you about 21 changes, venues, schedule. But we can't talk about 21 without looking back. Um, has it sunk in yet? I mean, that's quite an accomplishment, being the champ. Yeah, yeah uh,
1: There's, I feel like there's been moments of it uh, in time that you know you, you'll think about it and it'll hit you kind of hard. Um, you just re- really try to enjoy those moments, uh, and then there's certainly times where, like, you know, ah, did that did that really happen or not? So. But yeah, man, what a uh, what a end of the year. I mean, I, we couldn't ask for anything more. Um, just the whole thing, the way the race has played out. You know, had fast cars those those last handful of weeks, and um, the way it works now. That's that's how it works. So it, it is it is what it is, and uh, super proud of, of just our team and uh, just the progression from where we were when I first got here and where I was at, and to be able to to go and, and be able to excel in those big moments. It was.
0: Uh, uh, really, really proud of that. That was one thing I want to ask. So your, your career um, is impressive. I mean, your resume all the way from late model days through through Cup Xfinity Series champion. Um, but it it's like any professional athlete, had its ups and downs, right? Had the restarts that didn't go right. The races that you closed were impressive against perhaps Truex of the gland or all these moments. Phoenix, start at the back, find your way all the way to the front, very difficult track to find track position did it make it any different was it was it like this moment for your professional career to kind of finally close the door on that big deal
1: yeah I I think for us and and I talked about this a lot leading into that race weekend but to me it was a lot about just enjoying those moments more and I think that's something I have not done a very good job of in the past um and being in those spots and just having fun with them enjoying them because those the only way to get better at, at big time situations is to be in them more I mean that's the only the only way to do that is just to be in those situations more and really from from my rookie year we we were in those situations a few times in my rookie year had a couple opportunities to win that I messed up Uh, had a couple more opportunities next year and that I messed up again and uh, and and just when you get in those spots that it it, it is a privilege to be there right so um, and the only way to get better at that is just to be there more And, and I feel like we did a good job as a group of just We had a bad day and we would push back and get ourselves back in that position again and i think over over time you just learn to yeah just try to thrive in in the moment and uh enjoy being there because i'd much rather be in when you when you think about it you'd much rather be in the position and not have it go your way than to just not be in that position at all so uh, there's certainly a silver lining in, in those bad days too
0: Professional athletes are a rare breed, right? To be a great one, you have to want the moments most people are afraid of. It seems like that's like the, the key to it. You talk about enjoying the race. Have you watched it back? Have you looked at the pictures? Uh, your dad, Mr. Hendrick, kind of post-race. Yeah, it, it was a crazy moment. Yeah, seeing a lot of the pictures and and
1: so glad that you have those, right? I mean, that, that's stuff that you'll be able to keep forever and and having your parents there. Is something like that is something we have talked about a lot today, and, and people asking about championship and stuff and just. Having uh, having your family at, at an event like that is rare. I feel like that, and it's rare to do that in the first place. But to have your mom and dad there with you is really special to me. Obviously, you know, wouldn't be there without them, and and they've, I mean, they've put as much into my racing career as anybody. So, um, just really proud moment for all of us, and it was uh, it was just cool to see that joy because it was very genuine and. You couldn't hide it on anybody's faces, which was which was neat. And, and Mr. Hendrick too, you know, he all the things he's done for me, and and kind of sticking up for me when I wasn't doing so hot. To be able to come through and and kind of I don't want to say deliver for him, but you know, to to get a, add a championship banner in, in his building is
0: that's that's pretty cool. I know him. he races for the trophies. He likes trophies. He does so like um, trophies. you have this interesting kind of spot in motorsport, and I bring this up because. I know you're a Braves guy, you're a Georgia guy, right? So you're a team sport guy. Well, most drivers don't have a town, don't have a, a city or a state that kind of own them, right? They have a fan base, but it can be all over the country. You don't, you have this town in Georgia. Well, you do, you have fans everywhere, but you have this town, your hometown. Yeah. They rallied around you, they threw a parade for you. What, what is it <laughs> like to kind of go home and, and be that guy, be yeah. kind of the face of the town?
1: It was amazing. Um... I would have never thought, you know. When we got back, we flew in, and I guess all that stuff was kind of in the works. And they're like, "Yeah, you know, there's a good crowd in town." And I'm thinking, like, "Eh, you know, like, I, I don't really know what to think <laughs> in, in this operation, right?" So they had the car there, and so I got in the car and and drove it down, you know, the road as if I was. That's how I go home. So, you know, that I got in, the, got in our show car and drove, drove down the road to to town and kind of got to where I could see the square and I mean it was just lined with people and and it was amazing I mean I I wouldn't go stand in the square to see me but it was uh I, I don't I don't feel like I'm that cool but I definitely was taken back by that and just the yeah just the acceptance of everybody I feel like the support there has always been good um but to see it in that fashion uh in light of everything going on in the world, people showing their support and excitement and and things, it was, it was amazing, it
0: really was. It was surreal to watch. Um, I mean that's the the race, that's the championship, I, so you and know, I were casual friends, we don't spend a lot of time together, we know each other from an observer standpoint. I don't think happier is a fair word, but you just seem more comfortable, you're running the chili bowl, you're running different races, you're doing all this stuff, is this kind of a predetermined thing you were going to do this year? Or has yeah. the championship allowed you to kind of be a little more I'm gonna do what I kind of want to do. Yeah, uh, popular question, and and I guess the answer no one wants to hear,
1: but I was already planning on doing a lot of that stuff uh, beforehand. But I, I certainly think that there is a sense of being able to go enjoy that stuff more, right, and um, be able to branch out and just, uh, just it, yeah, it makes it all more enjoyable, I suppose, and especially doing all that in an off season where you know. That, that off-season is the time where there is nobody else. You're not competing again, you're not having to defend, you know, you just enjoy, season's over, we did it. You know, I've never felt that before, and don't worry about it again until Daytona, right? So through all that period, it's an opportunity to really enjoy it. And then adding racing into that uh, is perfect. I haven't done a lot of racing outside of NASCAR really since I've been in Cup. Right. So it's just, it's something I've wanted to get back to doing the opportunities haven't really been right. I haven't really put the amount of effort I needed to put in to really make all the logistics and things work. Uh, so put more effort into that this year. The right opportunities were there. It worked out. And that was before the season ended, then the season ended, and it was great. So it just makes you enjoy it all that much more. And uh, I want to keep racing more outside NASCAR, though, for sure. I've, I've had a lot of fun this winter, and, and uh, I've been challenged a lot this winter. Very humbled. Uh, you know, you, you get done with Phoenix and on top of the world and go to a Snowball Derby and, and have to run the last chance race. So, uh, got, got humbled fast.
0: Well, I will say, uh, not a question, more of a statement. I think it's impressive for the champion of the Premier Series to, to be willing to go vulnerable, you know, be vulnerable, to go run something else and not be the best that day. I think it's great for motorsport and kind of carrying it along. Well, it's on your uniform, right, so the target's there. It no longer just says NASCAR Cup Series it says champion underneath it. Um, the beauty of motorsport, is no matter what happened last week, you get to try again. Well, that's great when you have a bad week, but when you come off the best year and a championship year, what does that mean for 21? Does it change your goals, change your approach? How does it feel being the target?
1: Yeah, I don't don't necessarily view it as being a target because I didn't target other champions when I watched them win. That's just not how I went about it, and I don't think that's how people really approach that either. Uh, I look at the new season as a clean slate for everybody. All those win stickers are gone off the cars. When you get to Daytona, everybody just has their fresh paint scheme and there's no stickers to go along with it. So it's really a fresh start for everybody and, and with a fresh start, it means fresh opportunity. And I, and I think for us, although we had a great season, a championship, what else you know, could we ask for? Uh, I, I still think there's areas we can be better in and, and I think there's areas we can be a lot better in as a team. So that makes me excited to know that I don't think we're at our best in some areas. Um, I, I think we can. I think we can get better, and I truly believe that. So that's where my head's at. What's going to make our car go faster, and how can we improve in the areas that we really struggled in, and then add on to the areas we've excelled in, and try to be a, a team that can win any week. I think there's, what probably. Now, three, four guys that can win literally every weekend, probably. Uh, I want to put our team amongst that group, and I think we're very capable.
0: So I do want to talk about the driver lineup, because it's it's impressive and impressively young at Hendrick. But before we go there, I want to talk about your team specifically in Allen. Uh, you and Allen have been together since you came in cup. Um, you have reached the top of the mountain, but I know how driven he is. I know how driven you are. How does that relationship grow from 14 to a championship and continue to move forward through a championship?
1: Yeah, you know, our our relationship has been good, uh, really ever since I got to to HMS. Uh, He has supported me along the way. I feel like our interests in uh, how we go about our business is very similar. Um, We're not like best friends off the racetrack. We're not that driver crew chief duo that goes and has a beer Uh, once or twice a week or goes and eats dinner once or twice a week but our drive and want to beat everyone else is very much the same and and just that intensity and fire that he brings I might not you know show it all the time to everybody but I want to win as much as he does and ultimately as long as he and I are both on the same page in that sense and we're willing to do whatever it takes to beat everybody else then I don't think uh,
0: I don't think anything else really matters your, your mannerisms are eerily similar it's funny just kind of quiet yeah. kind of go about your thing let's talk about your teammates um Jimmy I don't think I've ever seen Jimmy happier than he was at Phoenix the only guy perhaps happier than you and your family uh was Jimmy he, yeah. he just his last race he got to see you win a championship he's no longer part of the lineup um I mean you have four very young drive very mature and very very experienced but young very young drivers yeah. uh it's a lineup an impressive lineup what's your thoughts on your teammates and kind of the approach yeah I mean uh
1: I it's definitely different and I've got that question a couple times and the first thing that comes to my mind is that first uh, meeting I stepped into in 2015 when I was running a few races in the 25 car and I'm walking in this room and you got Jeff and Jimmy and Dale and Casey and I'm like man I don't I don't belong here you know like I, I shouldn't be here and they probably were thinking the same thing of me too um, and just to watch each of those guys step away and and watch that room transition to what it's gonna look like this year is crazy and, and it's kind of weird to have watched that firsthand because there's really only about four or five other people in that room that watched that happen week to week and year to year so that's something I, I'll always remember throughout my career as time goes on is, is literally watching these legends step away and leave this room one by one that, that I was sitting in uh, is, is really cool. So I, I think HMS is uh, an exciting place to be right now. You know, four, four young drivers, four hungry drivers, uh, four guys that, that I think can, can all compete at a very high level. And, you know, hopefully we can all push each other to, to be better and, and get HMS where it belongs.
0: Um, well, man, the driver lineup is, is crazy enough to say, probably the smallest change in 21. The schedule, the venues, the road courses, the dirt race, I mean, I don't know where to start. We'll just start with, I guess, the schedule alone. When you look at where you're gonna race and the schedule of 21, what jumps out to you? What's the one you have circled or most interested in?
1: The one that I think is most interesting to me is the Bristol dirt race. I mean, we've, we've all seen road courses. I know that's a big topic or whatever, um, but we've, we've seen a, a road course race before. Uh, what we haven't seen, and I haven't seen, is a is a cup race on dirt, and especially a dirt race that's that long, uh, too. You know, I feel like Eldora was a shorter event and a little, a little different. So, I'm just curious how the logistics of that are going to work. But I don't know about you, but I don't see windshields and full fenders on dirt cars on Friday and Saturday nights across America. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how we're going to navigate those things? They made it work in the truck series, but you know, it you can't have you can't have mud being thrown up on the windshields that you can't tear off yourself. So what does that mean? Well, the track can't be muddy. So just all these things you got to think about when you're when you're doing this. And, and I think they're all going to play a big factor in the race. But I think one the biggest lesson I took away from Eldora is cars don't have to be going super fast to put on a good race. And they're not going to be going super fast, but I still think we put on a good show, and um, I
0: think we will. Yeah, I don't think contact is a, is a question, It's gonna yeah, be, you yeah, know, when. yeah. when, how much can you keep your car when, going? I'm sorry, because you probably didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually think there's going to be um, the most forgiveness. Like, I know you didn't mean to hit me, because I yeah. didn't really mean to be there, but yeah. we both ended up there. Yeah, so. we, we, yeah. <laughs> we ended <laughs> up in the same place at the same time, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, before we get to the road course, how about Nashville? Um, I know we all would love to see it downtown, the short track, yeah. uh, but we're in the venue. We're, we're close. We're just down the street yeah. um, outside of Nashville. Um, I've been there, I'm sure at some point in your career, you've been to the concrete track. What do you think, a little bit about the track, but more importantly, what it's like to go to the town of Nashville to race? Yeah,
1: well, I think you hit it. You know, I I would love for it to be the fairgrounds. I think that's where it belongs. I think that's where where NASCAR needs to be. I've tested at the concrete track. Um, I'm all in for this, uh, as long as the road ends at the fairground. I mean, I, I think that's where we need to be, and I think that's the... That needs to be the goal Th- this needs to be a stepping stone this doesn't need to be a an end in place so um i'll push and support and be happy for it uh, as long as i hear there's just a little confidence and a little traction and something happening and, and getting where we belong and i think that's racing in downtown nashville uh
0: it, it would be something else uh, you're not alone I, uh, we know a bunch of common friends that are definitely on there with you um all right well then Listen. Well, you you can't deflect it. You've won, I think, the last four road course races. You won almost half your career at the road courses. Um, I know you're going to deflect it and say how good the car is and all the different stuff. But there's no way you can't sit there with some confidence, seeing seven road courses on the schedule.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you look at the last races, but one thing that, that I've stood by and I'm a big believer in is I don't think past success equals future success. It's true. Uh, never has, and and I don't think it. I don't think it ever will. Um, can it help? Yes, I mean, I, I think it can help. Can it give you some confidence maybe? Yes, but it doesn't guarantee uh, a good run. So I just look at the last few road courses and I just think about, you know, everybody is getting better, right? So how, how can we elevate and how can we push and how can we improve? How can I be a better road racer? Um, I hope the 24 hour race helps me. Might learn a couple things there or something that, that um, that might apply maybe different car but who knows so i just i just i'm a big believer in that i just the good results in the past just don't guarantee a good one in the future and and uh we all know that as a team and we got to push to be better because you know everybody else that will be uh, when we get there
0: yeah it's actually going to be with some of the new venues i wondered if you were a, a fan of practice i would think if you have a, a a speed advantage we'll call it the lack of practice helps you keep it well now when we go to Coda and Road America, I think both of those have practice. What are your opinions of practice and just the new venues going down to Coda? Yeah. yeah, I don't have a
1: preference. I mean, I personally, the no practice thing I think has worked out fine. I don't think it's made a difference as to who runs good and who doesn't. I think it helps with a whole lot more than it hurts, personally. Uh, we came to Daytona and road course and didn't practice and, and the race was fine. So. And I think by the end, everybody was up to speed, or at least close uh, to maximizing and being where they needed to be. So, yeah, I'm I'm on board with, with that train. I, I think there's too many too many positive, the negative uh, on, on the no practice deal. But, you know, going somewhere new, it's fine. Give everybody a chance to get going and and get some breaking marks and
0: learn a new facility. So I'm gonna ask you because we're sitting here. Um, you're a champion. You've won in about everything. Uh, the Great American Race. Um, You're always fast at the plate races. What does the Daytona 500 mean to the sport, in your opinion, and what it means to you if you're able to win it?
1: Yeah, well, obviously a great event, you know, and and an exciting event to start our season. Um, The the history around it, you know, I I, I think about this event, and I think about uh, the 79-500, and really that race, to me, without that event, does NASCAR propel? into what it turned into live tv and and what that the excitement that that brought does it is is nascar this without that race so i think about that and uh, the history when i think about the history of the event more than i do anything else um, it's a great race uh, an exciting race a race that everybody wants to win and it'd be a great event to add your name to and hopefully can one day
0: uh, all right, so you talk about Mr. Hendrick delivering a banner to the city. So I don't know if you know this, I actually just did my homework. He's closing in on passing Petty as the winningest owner. Um, as a guy who tried his career to deliver him because he's delivered so much to us, what's it mean to be an organization that perhaps could somehow eclipse the Petty? You know, era in that mark.
1: Yeah, uh, I was just asked about this, and it's funny you guys are asking because he has brought this up in uh, in <laughs> team uh, company meetings, company gatherings. I think he brought it up at the Christmas party gathering or virtual thing we had. So, really cool. Obviously, an amazing accomplishment it would be. I feel like you know Richard obviously is. Richard Petty, uh, but, but Rick Hendrick has also done an awful lot for this sport too. Has, has had a lot of success and has hired and, and employed a lot of great people over the years, a lot of people. Uh, so I think he uh, is excited about that number. Um, I think he'll get there. I, I, I think he'll own that record before it's over
0: with and uh, I hope I can, I can help him get a little closer. It'll be impressive. Incredible. Chase first, congratulations on the championship. We appreciate the time. You've been the defending champ now for just a couple months. I think you're carrying the banner tremendously, all those different races, and it's going to be exciting to watch you in 21, man. Cool, thank you. I appreciate it. It was great catching up with Chase down at Daytona. Great to be out of the office and great to see cars back on the racetrack. We wish him luck as he defends his cup championship heading into the new season. It's going to be an exciting season. A lot of new venues, a lot of new places. And with that, I lean on you, the listener. Tell me who we should talk to and where should we talk to them in 2021 for LaTarda Location. Remember, you can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Review, rate, and subscribe. Hit me up on social media. Let me know who you think the best guests could be for the upcoming year.